This is the Crossroads Podcast Network. Welcome to the Gospel-Centered Living Podcast. This podcast is designed to equip and encourage you to live out the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hi, Crossroads. This is Stephanie Tesla, um, and I'm talking to you on the Gospel-Centered Living Podcast. And I would love to introduce, we're going to be doing an interview today with Ruben and Erica Burton. They have been part of the Crossroads family for, it sounds like, 10 years, which is amazing. Uh, It sounds like they started attending Crossroads about the same time Mark and I did. So I'm going to let Ruben and Erica introduce themselves to you. Hey, Crossroads. uh, This is Ruben and my wife, Erica. Hi. Um, yeah, uh, Stephanie's right. We've been attending Crossroads for about 10 years, uh, back in the Walker Charter Academy days. Um, we fell in love with the teaching and the worship and everything else uh, when we started. We've been married uh, just under 10 years. We're going on 10 years this uh, year. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I spent some time uh, before I met Erica as a Marine. Um, I did four years in the Marine Corps, and uh, that's kind of what has uh, it shaped our lives in, a, in our marriage in an interesting way, which has uh, kind of led us to where we are today. Yeah, that's great. Um, and Erica looks like she's been whisked off by some kids. Tell us a little bit yes. about your kids. <laughs> Yeah, so we have uh, three kids. We have Harley, who's seven. Uh, we have Emily, Emmeline, our youngest, who's three, who whisked Erica away just now. And then our middle child is Sage. She is five. Erica is back now. Um, so, yeah, boy, girl, girl. Um, but, yeah, yep, we're enjoying them, uh, giving us plenty of gray hairs. <laughs> yes, I completely understand that. I just had my gray hairs colored. I think that was on Monday. <laughs> yeah, Erica, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah, I Crossroads. Um, yeah, I'm married to Ruben, and we have the three kids. Stay-at-home mom, that was my dream growing up. And um, when I met Ruben, it was something that we kind of shared that I would be able to do that. And so we had to put in a lot of sacrifices early on when Ruben was going to school after he got out of the military to make that happen. And um, there's still sacrifices now, but they're worth it. And it's something that we believe in. And so we're enjoying the ride for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. Wonderful. Well, really the focus of our time together is to talk about marriage being on mission. And I, Um, as I've studied God's word and as I've worked with a lot of couples and as I've been on my own personal journey of being married now for 22 years, I think, um, as we open scripture, Mark and I, we see that God's call on our marriage from the very beginning was to mirror him. And so the way that we treat each other, um, the way that we enter into life as one versus two people, we're actually putting God on display. And then in Genesis, it even says that it's not good for man to be alone. And God created us to be in relationship with each other, obviously beyond marriage, but marriage is, is a very, very special, sacred um, relationship for us. 
And then God goes on to say in Genesis 1, 28, he gives Adam and Eve this, this call to increase, to be fruitful, to fill the earth, to rule and subdue it. And as Mark and I have journeyed and talked with people, we're beginning to get the sense that God is asking husbands and wives to consider what it means to spread God's kingdom into our world today, how we're going to spread shalom into the chaos of our world, how we're going to bring Genesis 1 and 2 into our Genesis 3 reality, which is far from what God intended it to be. And I just love, um, as I study God's word, that rule and subdue are kingdom words. So rule um, is the Hebrew word radah, which means um, to kind of bring rule on behalf of the king. And then the other word for uh, subdue is one that's tied to putting things under authority. So this, this vision of husband and wife to enter into God's world, God's given us the keys of his kingdom. God has given us authority to bring that shalom into the chaos. And so I just wonder, I, I know enough about you guys that your marriage has been on mission in a pretty unique way. And I would love for you to share with Crossroads what that's looked like for you guys. Yeah, so um, as I said earlier, uh, you know, I, I was in the Marines before we were married. And uh, um, that's kind of kind of what was sort of a catalyst for us to do what we're doing right now. But uh, before that, if we reflect on our marriage, we had our, our, our marriage verse was a little different than your standard one. It was Matthew 5, starting in verse 13. It's the salt and light. And it, uh, it's, it goes, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a light or people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. We wanted our marriage to be uh, a salty light filled marriage where it's a light that shines and, and helps others. Um, we weren't sure how that looked, but that was our verse. Um, so now we're we're starting to kind of um, look into things and ways that we can do that. And uh, uh, my time in the Marines kind of led us to where we are. Um, my unit, um, I was in the infantry. My unit was 2nd Battalion, 7th Marines. And we um, had a lot of fighting uh, around Fallujah, uh, in Iraq, and then in Afghanistan and some hot areas. And since since getting out, uh, my uh, people, veterans from my unit, have um, statistically had the highest number of suicides of any returning uh, Marine unit since the uh, war on terror started. Recently, another group has surpassed us, but it's been a it's been kind of a not a good legacy to have. And um, uh, we've lost quite a few guys. Uh, my best friend killed himself uh, three years ago, and uh, that was really hard for us, for me specifically. And and we uh, we went out to dinner, and we were talking about it. And Erica said, "I don't want to see another person um, go like that." And, and neither did I. So we said, "Oh, what can we do?" And we've kind of been thinking of ways we can help uh, veterans and and hopefully others. Um, 
the veterans were kind of the the original idea, but I think we can hopefully help who knows how many people and who knows what. So we're still figuring things out, but our, our goal is to um, start some sort of a, uh, we want to start a ranch um, to raise cattle where we would, we would uh, have that as the kind of the draw to bring people in. If you, if you talk to your average veteran who's struggling with something, PTSD, alcoholism, whatever it may be, and you know they're struggling and you say, hey, I see you're struggling. You want to talk about it? They say, no, they won't return your text, your calls. They don't want to talk about it. But if you can say, hey, man, uh, I know you're going to go through a rough time. Why don't, you, why don't you get out of your area? Come on up here. I got some cattle. We're going to brand them this weekend. Or we're going to, um, you know, we've, I've got to put up a bunch of fence and, uh, you know, let's just, just come on up here. Have a good time. You can sleep at our place. We'll feed you dinner. Um, just come on over. A lot more willing to do that. There's kind of a fun maybe a fun activity or just, uh, just come hang out. Right. And it gives, it gives a, it's kind of a hook that you use. So we want to use a ranch as a, as a means to do that. Um, yeah. uh, maybe have some horses and some things like that and, and who knows what else. Um, yeah. but, uh, and that's pretty effective. I've, I've been doing a program that's for veterans called the Jinx McCain horsemanship program. And they bring people out to ranches and, and they go and do things, similar things out west usually and there's a lot of people who who come to those things and and you're not supposed to bring drugs and alcohol and uh up front they say no drugs and alcohol um so i was on one and a buddy of mine was there and he said man i smoke pot twice a day i spend 500 bucks a month on it i I can't live without it i don't know how i'm gonna do this and uh that was on day one on day seven i was talking to him and he said i didn't think about smoking once while i was out here he was working, wow. we were on horses, we were moving cows around, we were just having a good fun time. He was with other veterans or other people and it was it was just fun. And he it was it was it was work, um, but it was good work. And uh he didn't think about it once and he said, It really got me thinking, do I really need this in my life? Do I really can I really survive? Can I, do I really can I survive without it? And it kind of got him questioning things like that. So, and that was a, a more of a secular, it's a secular thing, but it, but that horsemanship program that kind of touches a lot of veterans, farming, stuff like that. Um, and that might, might be something to do with, you know, kind of that, that original call for uh, us to rule and subdue the earth. I, I don't know if that's built into each, to men specifically. Um, I'm just starting to go through wild at heart again, and that's pinging a lot of these notes here too, where it, uh, that's just what guys want to do veterans right um, right is good good for them so um that got us to where we are we said uh we don't know how to help veterans one day we were looking at property thinking about moving maybe to a little hobby farm and some friends had a piece of property for sale and and uh we went and checked it out and we fell in love with the property and said man it just something clicked and we just said what if we what if we started a ranch here and kind of did what that horsemanship program does bring it here and yeah we can help some guys out with with problems and hopefully we can witness to them we can we can be a light to them um and that's what a lot of a lot of the veterans programs lack and there's a lot of uh veterans that are searching for something some sense of purpose um and and faith in christ is a is a thing that's helped me quite a bit i think that we can help others um yeah 
Well, thank you, Ruben, for, for sharing, you know, about your experience in the, the Marines and what the, the tragedy after tragedy that you have had to go through um, with the losses. And um, I, I can't imagine that journey, but to be able to then say, okay, Lord, what will you have for us? How can we enter in and bring God's shalom, God's wholeness, God's healing um, to the people that are still here that might be struggling. And um, Erica, is this, tell me a little bit about your journey of coming alongside your husband. Is this something that was an easy journey for you? Was it something that was um, not on your radar and a little more difficult to think through? Tell me a little bit of, um, from the wife's side. Yeah. Um... Uh, when I first met Ruben, he was just graduating from boot camp, and um, him being in the military was actually something that drew me to him, um, just because it's an honorable thing to see in somebody. But when it came down to when we started dating and decided to get married, it was he had just gotten out of the military, and I wanted to make sure he was done. So in my mind, he left, and we weren't going back. And I was so closed to it in the early and better part of years of our marriage that um, if he had a buddy that was in town and visiting him, I didn't want to go. And um, I wouldn't make the time. I just was downright rude and close-minded with that. And so for years, um, we operated that way. There was just tension anytime the military was brought up. And honestly, it, it didn't change until we started seeing the increase in suicide rates. And um, they started hitting closer and closer to home. And then Ruben's buddy that three years ago that he committed suicide, it really, really hit home. And I think also watching my husband grieve those losses um, and being intimate with my husband, I knew him. And so I knew that there was... A relationship that brotherhood there that um, even though I wasn't a part of it it was so very very real to Reuben and very impactful and I I could see that his heart really struggled with just watching it and not responding to it um, that was his instinct to do that and I I rebelled against it because I wanted to be I don't know I, I took it as a challenge that he wanted to be involved in the military and rather than being quiet enough to listen to God's calling, I, I rebelled against it in the early yeah. years. Yeah, it sounds like the military almost became an area of resentment, kind of like yeah. um, it was pulling Ruben away from you. And so yeah. you really had to change your mindset. And it sounds like it took a pretty um, big loss for you to realize that God might be trying to get your attention um, through yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, Ruben, absolutely. what has it what has it meant to you? Um, how has it made you feel when Erica shifted gears and really started getting behind this dream that you had? Uh, it's it's been good. I, I I've been excited about it. I've tried to be cautious about it too, knowing I don't I don't want to just run and touch on all those insecurities that she has um, because because some of the stuff having a farm, you know, doing sort of cowboy sort of stuff or, uh, you know, that stuff, having horses, I could see that, um, uh, filling a, you know, being received similar to that, that military sort of thing with Erica. So 
I've, I've been trying to be cautious and I'm not always good at it because it's, it's exciting to move forward. Um, but it's, it's very, um, exciting that, that she's behind it and, and that, um, I, I feel very loved by it. It's, it's been just a really good thing for me. It's been, wow, this is awesome. And, and, uh, it's something I kind of started to back away from for a little while. So I feel like it was a God thing too, that, Hey, Erica's on board. And, and she even actually suggested that we come out here right now. We're in Wyoming uh, on a ranch learning. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, tell me a little bit about this crazy adventure. You're not living in Michigan right now. No, we're out um, here for the summer. <laughs> so you're in the state of Wyoming, not the city of Wyoming. Correct. <laughs> Yes. Um, so yeah. what are you doing in the state of Wyoming? Well, we said, ah, we better figure out a little bit more about ranching to determine how this is all going to work and, you know, what's going to be involved in it. And uh, through that horsemanship program, I, I contacted one of the guys who, who runs it and said, hey, um, you, you, well, Erica, first of all, said it was Erica's idea. She said, hey, we should figure this out. So I called the guy up and said, hey, do you know anyone who has a ranch who might be looking for a, a ranch hand or some summer help? And he said, I got three people in mind right off the bat, uh, three ranches. Uh, two were in Wyoming and one was in Arizona. Um, and I mean, we, we were open to anything. If there was a, you know, one in Georgia, we would have gone, potentially gone there. But uh, uh, this one in Wyoming pays a, a very meager salary, uh, but they provide housing and, and uh, experience, and, and uh, which is good because I'm technically an intern, and most interns out here of my skill level wouldn't have such a job that I have now. Um, but I'm here. We've, we've got uh, about 1,500 head of cattle. He's got about a 3,000-acre ranch. Does a lot of the cattle work from horseback, and uh, just learning everything I can about ranching and cattle and horses and whatever else uh just to be prepared for prepared to start up successfully a uh, kind of a farm in michigan and then maybe incorporate some of these cool activities here that that would you know be exciting for other people to yeah. uh, partake in so yeah. um, we ended up out here in wyoming for, for the summer and uh moved our family out here kind of on a last minute uh it's been that's been it's been a struggle <laughs> you know moving in out here and and uh you know the work is is good but it's a little bit unpredictable in nature if the cows get out or something goes long I, i'm not home right at five i mean i even for this meeting i was running a little bit later than i had planned so that's difficult for uh sometimes but yeah but, uh, so erica yeah, how has how has that adjustment been for you uh to be uh, away from home, and uh, it sounds like in a very different culture uh, than West yeah. Michigan. It's honestly, it's been difficult. I am so thankful that it's stunning out here because it's easy to look at the relationships and kind of feel the, the struggle there and get discouraged by that. And then I wake up to gorgeous sunsets every single morning, and I'm just like, Yep, he controls the sunrise. He, he controls everything from sunrise to sunset, and um, he's good, and I trust his good character. He's a good father. Um, and as far as relationships go, you know, with COVID happening, it's we've been without family and friends for a while, and so if I look back, I can say that was God preparing us for coming out here 
And so I'm, I'm thankful that, um, that we were able to stay focused on him through that. So that coming out here that there, the, the shock of all of it didn't hit all at once in a new environment. Yeah. Wyoming is the, either the least or the second least populated state. Um, so the isolation of quarantine back home kind of helped for that uh, out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there's a small town here with a grocery store and a gas station, but if we want to go to a, a grocery store that has things like diapers and stuff like that, it's a 45 minute drive, at least the nearest Walmart's about two hours away. And, uh, wow. It's, it's, uh, we're out in the middle of nowhere. So. It's, it's really good. It's, a, it's a big struggle. And there's a part of me that wants to resist it, but there's another part of me that says, um, I feel like as far as my faith has been, I feel like God has really fed me. Like if you have the imagery of being spoon fed and I've been spoon fed for most of my life. And I feel like out here, I have to actually rely on that nutrition now. And now I have the opportunity to practice feeding others. and. Um, you know, I, I want to be a helpmate to Ruben out here. And then I've got three kids that we're now homeschooling for a couple more weeks yet. And so I want to be, do right by them. Um, it's hard because a lot of my community, my friendships, um, those that share my, our faith, uh, we don't have them out here. And so I feel like I'm really relying heavily on the spirit um, every day, just we have to sit at his feet because there we don't have that um, community around us right now. So, yeah. So you, what you're saying is that even when you're following the vision for your marriage to be on mission, that there's cost and sometimes it's not easy. Actually, a lot of the time it's not easy. Well, yeah. it's, it's interesting because uh, to get out here, everything was in our favor. God was clearly, clearly had his hand in it. Uh, to come out here, I had to leave work. They gave me a leave of absence. We needed renters. We posted on real-time crossroads, and we had four people uh, interested within a couple of days. And we have a renter that we found on real-time crossroads now renting our house back home. We have uh, just everything is come together to make this happen. Uh, someone, right. someone else from Crossroads, let me borrow a trailer to help us move out here. We can keep it for the summer. Gas. E even the gas prices on the way out. <laughs> I mean, we're pulling a trailer van. Or <laughs> it was uh, half the gas mileage. Well, gas is half the price. Yeah. So <laughs> everything has been working out then. So then we get out here and all of a sudden it's like, boom, things are not going as, uh, it's a little bit more difficult. And um, so God's hand was clearly in it to get out here. And then now, now it's been a challenge to be out here. And and, uh... and I think what's been interesting too is it, it, it was a vision from God and we, we want to delight ourselves in God, but it, we still, or I personally felt like he just called us out to, into the desert and that brought up a lot of anxiety in me, just the way by my nature and how I organize and plan. And then we come out here and it's, just it doesn't operate that way and there was one night where I just was being really emotional and I was just crying with my husband and I was like I feel like God has got me out in the desert and I want to meet him out in the desert because I know that's where he meets us but he my Ruben asked me the question he was like so why does he have you out in the desert and I was like so that he can re-identify us and 
as I reflected on it more later on that day, it's like I really, truly, we want to rid ourselves of the things that we associate with our flesh so that we so identify with the spirit, you know, and that we are following after him, you know, the, the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night and that we just are every single step we are following our shepherd. So. Yeah. Amen. That is the way that God often operates is he gets us in desperate places so that we look up at him and say, I need you. And it sounds like you're definitely in that season right now. How have you seen God's provision in each other? So I, I'm kind of getting the feel that you guys are wired very differently, um, very different personalities, different backgrounds. And um, oftentimes, you know, those provisions that God gives us are the very things that we kind of butt heads with. Um, but how has that been for you guys this season? Um, good. Um, I think that, uh, at least in terms of this, uh, this is something that I'm, I'm very well equipped for, uh, this, this sort of lifestyle and, and, and being out here. So, um, I can be somewhat stable in this where Erica is kind of having a difficult time. It's more foreign. Whereas if we're both kind of panicking as a, as a result of being out here, or if it was a difficult situation that would make, make life a lot harder, I think. Um, that's, that's one of the ways I, th I think that, um, Erica's planning nature has been really good. Um, she, she likes to plan, um, has been good for me because I have to, um, I mean, this is, this is the whole, the whole premise behind here is to get a taste for this and to plan what our life might be like, uh, running a ranch and everything like that was to come out here and kind of get a taste of it. So that's been a, a thing where we wouldn't be out here if it wasn't for that. I would have just been like, Oh yeah, let's just start a ranch and would have started it. So, um, and we would have had, you know, maybe not, you know, maybe we would have missed that calling to come out here and we would have started it and then, you know, been at odds with each other. But here, at least we know God has called us here and has put us here. So we struggle. Um, I think the evil one is trying to de destroy this plan. Um, and it's a challenge to fight against it. But we know that we're here for a reason because of God. It was so abundantly clear that that we're going to work around it and we're going to get through it. I'm, I'm confident yeah. in that. So. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you guys were very, God made it very clear, and you were unified on that call. Um, yes. So now when you're struggling, it's not as though you're necessarily struggling against each other. You're still Absolutely. together struggling about the obstacles that are coming at you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the evil one wants us to think we're struggling against each other. Um, we're not going <laughs> to let that. We're not yeah, gonna let I'm that. aware of that tactic. Very well aware of that. <laughs> So, um, you know, as, as I'm thinking through, not every marriage is going to be called to start a cattle farm. Um, not every marriage has gone through the devastation of losing loved ones to suicide, not just once, but several times. Um, and yet God's call is for us as marriages to have an outward focus. Um, I do think the enemy likes us to stay so focused on arguing with each other that we're not keeping our eyes focused on mission and how to keep our eyes um, out to the kingdom, the kingdom work that we have at hand. 
Um, what advice would you guys have for, um, I guess, Erica, I'm first going to ask you, what advice would you have for a wife who might not be on board with um, maybe a dream that her husband has? Yeah. Um, the first little piece of advice is pray and not just throw a prayer up there like, God, he has a dream and I don't really feel connected to it. But for me personally, I, there was a prayer that I would be humble enough and compassionate enough and generous in my love for the world out there. Um, as I look back, it, that was an answer to prayer is, is becoming compassionate towards these men and women that have served and then come back. And, um, you can have compassion, but I think if we don't respond in generosity and love, um, that that is really a disservice to the kingdom of God. And so I, I would also say that, I don't know, God won't ever ask us to give up something that isn't eternally insignificant. Um, we we are supposed to be working against our flesh. And if we trust God and his goodness, we might wrestle with things we have to give up here on earth, but we can rest in knowing that we are serving his kingdom. And I feel like on the days when that, that lie that comes back that I have, I need to be worried about being involved in the military again, I stop and I, I just think about these individuals and um, I, I want to be reflective of God's heart too. And so I would love nothing more than the opportunity to meet these people and be a light to them. Um, yeah. And I would say the last thing too, this is just really personal for me right now. Something that as we're moving forward this with this, um, don't let your own righteousness stand in the way of you following Christ's righteousness. Um, we have to be really, really accountable to denying ourselves and really following after Jesus. And I think it's going to be really easy to be tempted over into um, pride and following what we think God's will is. Um, but if we can surrender that over and trust mm -hmm. what God has, I think that we can serve his kingdom greatly. Yeah, that, yeah. that deep dependence has got to be on God. Otherwise, we end up in places he never intended it to be. Yeah. Um, Ruben, you know, I'm going to end with this question. Um, what have you, what do you feel is the, the value that's been brought to your marriage for you guys to be on mission together? Um, Erica grounds me. I'm, I'm very quick start, very, um, I'm always kind of planning things and dreaming things. And Erica has, um, grounded me in a good way, not like, not shutting me down, but it's, she's questioned uh, a lot of times at the right time and the right questions where I have not, I've not always responded well to those and I've not always seen it, but looking back, those are, those are good things. Um, I would have, I, I don't know where it would be uh, without this, but, but Erica, Erica really spurred this whole thing on just with ideas and suggestions and questions and stuff like that where it, where it came together where it is and it's not um i mean she's interjected things she's got 
a gift of hospitality. So, I mean, we're going to try to include that and use our, use both of our, our gifts and abilities to make this thing happen as a, as a team rather than just me running with it. Um, but yeah, she's been really good about that. And it's been a good, it's been a good kind of team effort to, to get out here. Yeah, that was, that was kind of the word that I was thinking in my head. It's the common mission has given you the ability to be a, a, a good team with each other. I, I wanted to add one more thing too. And we're talking about um, serving as one. We're more effective out there when we're working together. Yes. And if Ruben feels like he's called to press into these individuals and, and press into that culture, but he doesn't have my support, he's, he's not going to be as effective as if I'm coming up beside him and encouraging him and supporting him. And, and likewise in the different areas where I've served too in different things. But, and then when you think about that in regards to us here on earth, moving as one body, working for God's kingdom as a whole, there it's going to be great movement if we can all, if we can all be disciplined and obedient in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Unified as husband and wife. And then you think about it unified, unified as a body of Christ. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and on that note, we also don't want to do this alone either. So we welcome any any help as a, as a body. Yeah. That uh, I mean, we're gonna who knows what the future holds, and who who we might have out there or or what. But uh, it'll be you know we're not not experts at anything here, and right. uh, so we we need help as well. So we'll be yeah. excited to see how the how everything uh, pans out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I am so encouraged um, by the faith walk that you guys have been on um, and just so encouraged to see a marriage on mission. Um, it's just absolutely stunningly beautiful and it is the way that God intended it to be. And I just, I hope that Crossroads people, um, Crossroads marriages are encouraged um, to maybe start asking the Lord what he would have for their marriage and how they can grow as a team and grow focused on him. So thank yeah. you so much um, for the time that we could connect on, um, yeah, Michigan to Wyoming. And just our prayers go with you that God would protect you and provide for you as he already has. And we can't wait to have you back in Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. We're ready to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least Erica's ready to come back. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yep. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Gospel-Centered Living Podcast. Visit our website at crossroads-bible.org for additional resources.